Forest Creek, I oscillate between I'm a visionary, I'm a genius, this is gonna be amazing, I figured it out, like even if it doesn't go all the way to the top, it's still gonna be an awesome thing I'll do with my friends. And then I flip to, I have done almost nothing, I feel horrible about this, this is the dumbest <laughs> idea, what a stupid brand, what am I doing? I keep saying I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and I haven't done any of that, like it's just, I oscillate between these two. Mm -hmm. It's so so weird to me when somebody else says the forest creek yeah when somebody else says the forest creek or they say your podcast i like it <laughs> i just like i'm like please don't bring it up right now yeah because it's like that's where you've had this idea for so long and it's been just an idea for you yeah and even now it's kind of just an idea I assume it's still like just an idea to you, but then since you've put that out and now me and Andres are part of it and other people have listened to it and they go, hey, I listen to the Forest Creek. It like when just Chance terrifies says, me that somebody's going to be like, yeah, I'll check it out. And then they look at the YouTube with 33 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say at least 10,000. Why am I even bothering? <laughs> Welcome to the Forest Creek Podcast. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I'm here with... Jared. Yes, it's me, Raph. I've revealed the last name. Yeah, I'll bleep it out. Do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we it's 2023. It's the third day of 2023. Second. Second. Yeah. Is today... Jan it's, it's weird January when you 2nd. have a party that goes past midnight so it goes into <laughs> january 1st then you sleep on january 1st and you wake up on january 1st yep. but it feels like a whole day yeah i'm used to it because i've been on graveyards for so long yeah now that i'm off them it's nice but yeah i'm so used to that starting on one day and ending on the same day <laughs> i've never had a graveyard shift and i don't think i ever could like just thinking about it there's no way <laughs> like none of my regular jobs have ever required me to do it like back when i used to work at like grocery stores or when i worked at a purdy's for a little while mm -hmm. i was doing late shifts but they would end at like 11 and then i'd go home and go to bed mm -hmm. you know it wasn't that complicated but now just the way that my life is organized i would like i would hate to have to switch my schedule <laughs> to do things around i'm sure it's not an impossible problem but mm -hmm. just stupid <laughs> it's interesting because i i kind of have a love-hate relationship with graveyards because after a while it gets pretty brutal and it's kind of hard to slip into but yeah my dad gave me some great advice that really helped in that don't fully switch your schedule the way the thing i did following his advice was go to bed as soon as you get home and then wake up earlier in the day essentially leaving work to be the last thing you do in the day and so i have a good I'd wake up and have a good four to six, seven hours before I even had to go to work. Mm. I could play video games, I could meet with people, I could go shopping, get things done in the middle of the day. It's probably smarter because then yeah. your day kind of coheres more with the regular waking it works cycle. Well, and you still see yeah. the sun, which I've found is immensely important, especially when you're in long-term graveyards. If you start by waking up at 9 or 10 p.m., go to work at midnight or 11, and then you go to bed at 9 or 10 a.m. Seeing the sun during the day, your sanity depends on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Today's the eighth day of Christmas. Okay. This is the thing I'm coining now. <laughs> We're in the 12 days of Christmas. Today is the eighth day, mm -hmm. right? Let's lend a... You don't have to start trying yet on those New Year's resolutions. So <laughs> <laughs> you can wait till after Christmas. No, yeah. I like that. I like having the buffer period. It's from December 25th. Christmas begins stretches over top of New Year's, and then January 7th, first week, 
of the new year, you're kind of in it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have this period of adjustment, of holiday and adjustment. Yeah. 12 days of Christmas. You can go to work. I went to work during that time. Mm. But during work, festive, holiday. Yeah. Right? It doesn't feel like anybody's getting anything done. Things are slow. They're quiet. Maybe January 1st when you, you, know, you head back into work, you feel like you're going to start picking things up. But it's still Christmas. Forgive yourself. <laughs> Forgive yourself. It's Christmas. Still the eighth day of Christmas. You don't have to bring 12 presents every day for <laughs> one person, but just continue to like be, give yourself a break. We're in Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not over yet. It's the eighth day of Christmas. How mad do you think some people would get if you walked around saying Merry Christmas around this time? I don't think... I think they'd be more confused than mad. Yeah. And if they did get mad, I would like, what do you care? Yeah. What was... <laughs> Either take the excuse and celebrate that today is the eighth day of Christmas, <laughs> or don't. You know what would be hilarious? If people got so obsessed with the whole happy holidays include everything, yeah. that on the stroke of midnight of New Year, they said, happy holidays! <laughs> <laughs> we did a Christmas greeting video mm. that AD basically just oh my he, he took it all for himself, and yeah. he's just like, I'm getting this out, and he did it. He got out a video... Um, of us saying Merry Christmas but never actually yeah. being able to do it and just saying Dude, Happy Holidays instead. That's such a good video. It was fun. It was a fun <laughs> thing to make. Um, I did a Christmas Eve podcast that I released like the day of on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. Um, I, I feel I feel bad about that one because I rambled for 10 minutes and then read a poem for two minutes. And that was, <laughs> I'd come there to really just say Merry Christmas and then read the poem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but imagine if that was the podcast. Merry Christmas and then you read a poem. It was a nice poem. Well, I'm not it was saying. was a visit from St. Nicholas. I'm not insulting the poem. Well, it's content, <laughs> Content is king. Well, the thing content? is that my 10 minutes of rambling was keep trying to convince people to like and subscribe to this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, keep coming on to it. It is New Year's. It is the new year. It is 2023. Part three of 2020. Um, at least that's what it's felt <laughs> like for the past couple of years. It's been like we're still in 2020. It's just dragging on a little bit mm. further. Now, it, it, this is the opportunity for us to take the chance to step out of that paradigm into the new one. You know, a lot of people have been like, COVID is over. Is it? I'm not sure. They've just said that there's been a resurgence in China, but we can stop talking about it. Mm. I'm not interested in case numbers and mass and vaccines anymore. You're you don't bored. want the death count? No. <laughs> no. I didn't want the death count when they were doing it. How does that help? <laughs> yeah. So let's stop. Let's just stop. throw out all the old 2020 nonsense. This is your chance to start over again. And put on a new mask. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> it feels bad when you look at your bank account statement and you're like, that's how much money I spent? But if you take a second, just oh, refresh and be like, this is how much money I'm starting with. Mm. Yeah. Flip the perspective. Don't be like, I gained 40 pounds. Be like, I'm going to lose 40 pounds. Loading a new game. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this is the opportunity for us to start flipping on, uh, you know, start jumping into your resolutions Mm. and your, this is another great thing. I've been listening to a lot of CGP Gray. He Mm. and his, he and Mike and Gray from Cortex Group, Mm. they make awesome videos and Really cool podcast network. I'd love to dig into more what they do. But one of the things they talk about that I think is actually awesome for productivity is instead of having a resolution, have a theme. Mm-hmm. Yes. What does that mean? It means that instead of setting yourself a hard goal, like I'm going to read 100 books by the end of this year, 
you say my theme is reading. Mm -hmm. So every time you find yourself for the space and the time, you read. You'll find that you have read maybe not 100, but 80 books by mm -hmm. the end of the year because you spent the time reading because you thought about reading and that's what you made an effort to do. Mm -hmm. It actually feels more productive to say my theme is I'm exercise. My theme is I'm working out. Yeah. You'll improve your fitness generally and you'll make little efforts. You'll take those small steps rather than think I'm going to do 40 push-ups a day. Yeah. And then your elbows are creaking <laughs> by day two and you're like, I got to stop doing this yeah. myself tonight. Right. So a theme is actually a great thing to do. I've been trying to do it myself for mm -hmm. the past while. My theme for 2022 was I was I got kind of like motivated about it. I was like, I'm going to break the chains. What are mm -hmm. the chains? The chains are the things that are holding me back. Mm. You know, the vices, the going to drive throughs the not working out. My chains are being overweight. My chains are not putting enough time to financially better myself. <laughs> you know, the chains of poverty, the chains of, you know, the Netflix subscription you don't need. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to break the chains. And the thing about your theme, too, is that it grows and changes mm -hmm. as you do. Right. So as your year progresses, I look back on that and I go, Instead of breaking chains, my theme should have been letting them go because mm. I was the one who was holding on to it. I'm fighting this thing is making me sink deeper in the quicksand. You're grabbing this chain and smacking it with a stick when you could have just let, let go, it go. Of it. Yeah. yeah. My thing was, I'm going to fight the urge to go to McDonald's. <laughs> no, just drive by the McDonald's and be like, it's not even that good. And then yeah. go on. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a bit. I mentioned that during the self-help. Yeah, thing. I was it's just like, thinking It's not that. even that good. <laughs> Let like, it go. You, you deserve better. It's like, I'm going to I'm gonna go to the liquor store. I'm going to get myself a bottle of whiskey and I'm going to drink and I'm going to have fun. It's like, no, just let go mm -hmm. of the whiskey. Let go of the idea that you need to have a great time drunk and you'll be surprised to find that you can actually have a great time sober, yep. for instance. Yeah. Right? So that has been a way that my theme changed. Mm -hmm. um, and I look forward. I haven't exactly figured out the words for my 2023 theme. Hmm. I just know there's things I want to do. And there's a lot of self-betterment mm -hmm. within that. I'll keep trying to apply words and phrases. And maybe by the end of <laughs> my, maybe by next year's New Year's podcast, I'll you'll, be like, oh, you'll have something. the theme that you, for 2023. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, that was the theme. Here is how it changed. Yeah. Right. So I encourage everybody else to do the same. Mm -hmm. Jared, would you say you had a theme? I actually, I didn't know where it came from, but I had that exact same idea and I've already decided mine and I've already okay. been working on awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. This has been my year of drawing. Drawing. Yeah. So er, mid to late December, I decided to start drawing again because it's been a, a long time since I put in solid effort to improve in drawing. And I found this nine episode playlist on YouTube of the fundamentals of drawing because I really wanted to get into the actual fundamentals. Yeah. And so he has nine videos with different titles. I said, okay. At least the first nine months, I'm going to dedicate one month to shape and form. That's number one. Number two to values, like lighting and shading. Mm -hmm. And so February is going to be that. March is going to be the next one. And in nine months of nine lessons. But I've already found, in how you talked about the how your goal changes, I'm already getting slightly bored with shape and form. And I've developed less so into... Like imagining a cube and spinning it in my head and then getting that on the paper. And now I'm adding shading and light and values. And right. it's the second day of the year. I find that interesting because I was just thinking about the other the other way that could go is you finish that first month of shape 
and then you start thinking, I'm not as far as I want to be. Should I move on to like, mm-hmm. you know, values or can yeah. I just jump into it now? I think right? it's funny. It's the, it's been the opposite. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm already, it can go both I'm ways. I'm not amazing by any stress yeah. of the imagination, but I'm finding I want to go deeper faster. And maybe that's something I need to, I think, I think I'm doing it in a decent way. That's actually working well for me as opposed to just me rushing it. But that's the wonderful thing about a theme is mm-hmm. that you can change it and adapt it yeah. and look at the way that you're actually doing these things then before you change it up. Yeah. When I my last thing that when I was in break the chains mode, what happens is I put so much pressure on myself, I go really hard and then I burn out. Yeah. And when I burn out, I feel terrible. And then that feeling terrible will motivate you to try again, but then you'll yeah. just burn yourself out again. I think Peterson puts it pretty solidly. He said he was talking about alcoholism, so you need something better than alcohol. He said, What's not alcohol? better than alcohol is alcohol is a hell of a drug. <laughs> he said, "What's not better than alcohol is being straight and not screwing up. It's having an adventure." Yeah. So yeah, setting that theme instead of "I'm gonna do this hard thing" is like this is my year of this. BoJack Horseman. We were just watching. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The bojack horseman does something really well that i love seeing in like comedy and a lot of fiction it's like the romanticization of sobriety yeah of when you you you're a grown-up now you've left behind the things that are wrong with you i love this one scene where you know bojack the whole time he's like this drunk mess that is ruining other people's lives but then he goes sober at one point and mm-hmm. now he's trying to stay sober and now he's trying to help people but one of his hijinks gets somebody else in problem so he's leaving that person in a rehab he's like i'm moving on i gotta go yeah and that person's like look at me bojack look at what you did to me you ruined me i mm-hmm. want you to remember this bojack yeah. but then he just turns around and he goes i remember everything i'm sober now and he walks out that was like that's it's so powerful but there is like, to me, that's romantic. Alcohol is not romantic. Being sober is romantic. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. now you get to be the adult in the party. Yeah. You get to be that guy who can have fun on his own. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know, I haven't gone through rehab. I'm not like sober right now. But mm. I like the idea that like, oh, I'm just the responsible adult now who works out in the morning. Yeah. I like it that I'm going to have a few drinks. Yeah. Something I'm else. going to... Oh, I'm gonna get freaking smashed tonight. It's like, how about I have a bourbon beer and we leave it at that? Yeah. Yeah, just to have one thing that you enjoy. I can have some scotch and a cigar. I was telling you on the way to the party, I'm tr- gonna try to be Epicurean about things. <laughs> just have a little bit of these things. I don't have to have a ton. Yeah. I come from a culture where if you are not literally piling your plate, you're insulting the host. <laughs> so it's a difficult switch because now I'm gonna be going through those through the rest of the year and like trying to do that and also trying not to insult my hosts. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time. I actually got like one woman almost got mad at me. She's like, You're not going back for seconds? I was like, oh, <laughs> I gotta go back. I'm just yeah. I feel awful. I don't <laughs> Stop doing this to yourself. <laughs> but also that's the cultural expectation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things I did pick up on this year too was that by the end of the year was like, hey, I don't have to feel guilty that I'm not writing in this journal every day. Mm-hmm. Let me just do it once a week. If I can yeah. do it once a week, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. What do I worry about every day for? Speaking of changing habits and stuff, there's this guy on YouTube if you say Sneeko, I swear no, to God. No, it's not. Some other guy that starts with an S. But I can't remember his name. He's an artist. Um, but he talked about... You he... know when you do that and you say, there's this guy on the internet? I just cut that part out. <laughs> I just make it sound like it's you who said it. Yeah. <laughs> but he was talking about changing the habits of checking his phone. 
And so instead of not being allowed to check his phone, he had to do something else. So he op started opening the notes app and wrote a little bit of journal. Every time he went to open his phone and check Instagram or Twitter or whatever, instead he would go to the notes app, go to the journal and write something in it. Yeah, record yeah. a thought. Something yeah. like that. I love doing that. I yeah. was I used to do that in high school when I was trying to write jokes mm -hmm. or I did it during that one year when I was writing haiku. Yeah. Now I'd use the uh and try this out for 2023. I use a minimalist phone launcher. Yeah. Basically a launcher is what you use, you know when you're scrolling the screen you see all those apps. For me now it is a very blank screen with just a list of words and the words are the apps and I name them and I organize them and decide how they're going to look Yeah. so that everything is maximally efficient. It has a notification filter built in to stop me from getting notifications from apps that I don't need mm. and it has a timer built in that you can turn off for certain apps. So every time I go to Instagram, it gives me an option. One minute, five minute, 15 minute. That's awesome. And it just shuts off once it, that's done. It just pops back up. It's either you want one, five, 15 more minutes mm. or do you want to go? And that big take me out of here button, it's like ready for you. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. Because I have to do that for myself. I'll be scrolling Instagram and be like, this is useless. And I quit it immediately. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I figured out a lot of things over 2022 that I now look forward to applying in 2023. Because mm. I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable with making more progress now. I've seen where the downfalls come from working too hard. I've seen where the downfalls are from not being disciplined enough. I've gotten a chance to play with the idea of like, okay, I'll just drive past the drive through now. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into it. Weirdly enough, I think just being so busy with the holidays and having to go from one place to another has left me with no time to go through drive throughs And now I don't do it. Yep. And nothing feels like it's missing. That too. You know, yeah, so there's like a lot of things that I'm working on that aren't necessarily resolutions. It's just, I've learned this about myself and now I'm looking to apply it in this new year, which for me, I guess I'll reuse it. It's like a year of liberation for me. Mm. Before it meant break the chains. Now it means letting them go. Now it means just liberation in the sense of like, I can gain things that will make me more liberated. I yeah. can take better care of my car to give me literal freedom to go places. I take better care of my schedule in order to maximize that time. I can, and that Jocko Willing thing that I love, discipline equals freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So I can start learning to become more disciplined and then finding myself free from these things that used to hold me back, the chains, mm. right? I don't think, maybe that's going to be my 2023 theme. Discipline equals freedom. <laughs> I'll just put a big picture of Jocko on my wall. <laughs> Every man should have that. Well. Um, <laughs> another important lesson that I learned um, I love the words great, good, horrible, terrible, mm. because those are the present tense and past tense words, right? You have the potential to be as great as a man. You are as good as any man has ever been. You are as horrible as any man has ever been. If I examine your past and look at those mistakes, and you have the potential to be as terrible as any man has ever been, mm -hmm. if we look at what you can do. But... The key to that is as a man. You are as good, great, horrible, and terrible as a man. Mm -hmm. And so is every other man around you. Yeah. So you can give people the chance to be good and great. You can recognize that this could go wrong and they could be horrible and terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a, a, a distinction a lot of people don't know about is the words horror and terror. Horror is past tense. Terror is future. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you're in terror of the thing that could happen. You're in horror at the thing that has happened. Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. What would you say were your biggest lessons? What are your themes, your resolutions 
we talked about the year of drawing a little bit. What about otherwise? You have personal stuff? Oh, not a specific thing, but I think I definitely broke through something in terms of being a responsible person in the workforce and maybe just an adult in general in that I learned to make a decision and not ask anybody if that decision was okay, not make sure it was the right decision. Just this is the decision and it is the right one. Mm -hmm. And then seeing that when I did that, it actually came back positive and it turns out that was the right decision, even if I didn't know it. You learned how to be decisive. Yeah. Yeah. And on the opposite spectrum, not exactly the opposite, in a similar vein, I learned to actually be certain of the thing that I was saying, this is right. Because Mm -hmm. there's, I did both in that I didn't know if it was right, but it's the decision I'm making, so I'm putting it out there. And then on in a similar vein, I said, I did research and I know for a fact this is correct and now I'm putting that out there. It's funny, there's something, there's a memory that sticks with me from when I was a kid. When mm-hmm. you're a kid, buying a video game is an operation. Mm-hmm. You need to get your parents to drive you to the place yeah. to like save up enough money and you gotta to figure out. And you got to convince them. Yeah. Do your homework, get the thing done right. Right. And now that, I, look, I did all this work. So video game. <laughs> when my xbox 360 got a red ring of death when i was a kid and i was like i gotta get something new so i thought about it i did my research i'm like that's it i'm becoming a playstation boy so i'm gonna go get a ps3 (laughs) and then i looked online for bundles and looked online for deals and stuff like that and eventually i convinced my dad to go to costco drive me to costco so i could pick it up for a good price and we drove there and i was i walked straight over to it i got the little cardboard thing with the ps3 on it so i could go right to the thing and do it and my dad was laughing well when he saw me do it he's like you made an executive decision (laughs) to go and get that playstation 3 and that stuck with me forever it's like i walked into the store knowing what i want yeah i got it i was confident in my decision and i went right to the checkout to do it and i was like that's cool that's what an executive decision is yeah Right, you decided, and now you're decide. You're moving forward with it. You're executing. Yeah. Right. Funny that you learned that when you were like eight, and I learned <laughs> it when I was twenty-five. It's stuck with me forever. <laughs> it, like it's not like every decision I've ever made since then has yeah. been a perfect executive decision. Yeah. But like I've never forgotten that. And yeah. Now I try to apply it in things. Yeah. Because that confidence is infectious. Mm-hmm. When I start telling you guys about like, here's what we're gonna do with the Forest Creek, and I'm excited about it, you guys are like, well, this this could be real. This feels a little yeah. bit more real now, right? Yeah, even if I'm not confident in it at it all. It happened loads yeah. of time, but it's like, I think you're a solid leader in that vein because even if you're not confident, it doesn't really project. You say, we're doing this and we're getting this out. And I go, why did you give me three days to edit a video? <laughs> <laughs> but we get it done. And I, yeah. it's like, you put out the these videos need to be done by this time and I go this is what's realistic and this is what's not yeah and then we adjust which is good because yeah. that's another thing we really learned a lot about yeah, when we but, started do- doing this stuff this year but even that professionalism is something I learned this year in my own job with making all those decisions was essentially being able to give people a realistic expectation as opposed to a false one mm-hmm. and going like you've asked me to do all the like there was one time where it was super frantic. I was, it was me and our senior editor. So he was busy with deliveries and I get every single other task for all of editorial. And so throughout the day, I was constantly every half hour getting a new task from somebody, but I didn't know where to order it. I didn't know what was priority. So I looked at them and said, where does that fall in terms of this, this, and this? Cause I had three other tasks. Where does yours fall? And they would yeah. say, it's not important or it's of the utmost important. The, the owner of the company just asked me to get this done. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, said, told me to tell you to do this right now. 
I go, okay, drop what I'm doing, go do that. Or I would say, okay, put that in the queue, finish what I'm doing, and then go down the list. One of the things that definitely showed up to me when in my workplace, I've started a new workplace. I got really ingrained into it and mm-hmm. I'm uh, like really ingratiated into it and I'm having a great time doing it. I'm learning a ton. One of the things that I learned most recently from it was the way the power dynamics shift depending on who you're talking to in the room and what they're talking to you about, mm. right? Because like, for instance, I had a talk with my boss where she brought me in, we were sitting down, we're talking about projects and it's like a very teamwork. We're of one entity. We're mm-hmm. one entity working because we're both in this company. So when we're talking about these things, we're working on them together. And then it turned into a performance review partway through. Mm. And when that happened, we became two separate entities. So yeah. now instead of talking about it like here's the thing we're collaborating on, it's here's what we're negotiating. Yeah. Right? So that was very interesting to watch that shift. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting thing to manage as well. It's like when somebody is putting work towards you, are we doing this as a collaborative effort or are we doing this as a negotiation? Mm-hmm. Because some things do have to inevitably become a negotiation. It's not just about your raise or your hours. Sometimes it's about can you fit this into the workflow? Yeah. Or should you negotiate with this person and be like, hey, me as an entity, I don't have the resources to manage this part of the workload that you are bringing to me. Mm-hmm. Other than that, sometimes you handle it collaboratively. Like, can we reorder things? Can we switch things around? Yeah. So that power dynamic, observing it and acting on it has been something I learned this year Mm. quite a bit. Any other resolutions, themes, goals? Hmm. Next year when we do this podcast, I want to look like Conan the Barbarian. I just want to be super yeah. ripped. I'm going to regrow my hair somehow. <laughs> Rogan. Because that's that's the two areas, the two possibilities. By this time next year, I will be more bald. I will be less bald. <laughs> Issue like, hair. I will try to figure it out. I will <laughs> forcibly just hair. pressurize my own head, see if it pushes any hair out. Yeah. I'm not sure that's how I'm just works. waiting to see if I go bald or not. Because I've got more of my mom's features but I have my dad's hairline. Hmm. And on my dad's side of the family, not one person is bald. In fact, they all have full heads of hair yeah. well into their 60s and 70s and 80s. But on my mom's side, I think the pers- the guy with the most hair is my Uncle Jim, and even he doesn't have a lot of hair. <laughs> Egyptians, we all have the same balding pattern where mm. your hair, the top of your head is going to lose hair. Everywhere else is going to be fine. Yeah. But like at the top of the head, your hairline goes back first and then you start getting patchy at the top, which is what's happening to me now. Mm-hmm. And I look around, I'm like, oh, I look like a lot of these guys. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what I'll do, but I know I want to try one more time to save my hair. Mm. That'd be cool. Other than that, I'll embrace going bald, but I was just like, I didn't want to do that at 25. I want to do it at 50. Yeah. In my you know? first year of following Jesus, I had really long hair that I was very attached to. Yeah. And at some point I was like, because the whole thing I was learning was how far will you go to follow God? And I thought if God told me to lose my, to get rid of my hair, I would not do it. And I thought, oh, well, that needs to change. And I think within three months, I had detached myself and let go of my hair and thought, this is, it's just hair. It's nothing. And so I dyed it some random color because I wanted to dye it and get it trimmed. I remember your short Caillou phase. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because three months after dyeing it, I shaved it completely. And it was amazing. To me, that was a really good move because your dyed hair looked ridiculous. I loved it. It was great. I thought this was absurd. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny as I didn't want to go I thought to myself I don't want to go too extreme with the color but to me that meant like bright neon not 
a dark, like, dark purple didn't seem extreme to me. But it's like, it is, it is kind of. Do you have any highs or lows from 2022 that you would mention? Highs and lows. I mean, the whole thing with my job and learning and changing quite deeply as a person and becoming more, more reliable and responsible. Highs and lows, being in a relationship, getting out of a relationship. For me, my highs are all also work related, mm-hmm. but they're highs in the sense of I'm always taking more responsibility. I consider those high moments of 2022 yeah. because like I'm glad I took more responsibility. Yeah. It means I got cool things. Yeah. It means I'm going to get to do more cool things. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to 2023. I'm like, I'm excited to do those cool things. You know what was a pretty big high of 2022 is I got to color a movie for the first time oh. as somebody who's like, I've as had a professional. Yeah, well, it it was it was free. I did it for for exposure. <laughs> the thing artists hate the most, but I'm like, that's it looks pretty solid to me because I don't know how to color anything. So I'd rather the opportunity. So I got it. The clients loved it. It was wonderful working with them. And I found out a couple months ago that it won best horror in internet Heartland International Film Festival. Whoa! Yeah, so they won best horror for that movie, and they told me they constantly got compliments about how good it looked. I'm like, did that's you awesome. Win best editor. On that yeah. <laughs> for that little forty-eight hour. I'm, film I'm sure fest. our competition wasn't all that much. Yeah, but every, was, that's you know. Andres said. It's like everything else is like, what is this? Apparently, we got nominated for a bunch of awesome stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You got nominated for best actor. Yeah, I'm so proud of that. I worked hard. I, yeah, I was thinking that AD would tell me a lot more stuff about like. Here's how I want you. This is the scene that we're setting. He didn't tell me anything. No. He was just like, I'm going to frustrate Raph and keep him tired. So he looks frustrated and tired. (laughs) I don't think that was his plan. That's just how he is. No, no. He told me later that he deliberately kind of did that a little bit. I was like, you. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things that we're working on because I'm like, as an actor, just tell me. He's like, I need to work with it. Stop (laughs) doing this to me. You know, but it's the same kind of thing with the. I talked to him recently about a video thing because he stayed up till 4 a.m. to like get that Christmas video yeah. done and like, get it done out. And I was like, you could have just handed it off. That's why we <laughs> work in a team. <laughs> but it's cool. We, we ironed out the things like going forward, people know. That's an important thing I learned. Another good thing is don't push yourself to release something on the same day that you're editing it. Because mm-hmm. recording, like coming up with something, recording this, if I worked hard to like edit this podcast and release it before tomorrow, I could get it done. Mm-hmm realistically i go i'm gonna release it before the end of the week yeah because i want to take my time working on it i don't want this to be a pressured thing to release yeah and we're still in christmas yep it's christmas <laughs> i'm not gonna push myself to work too hard on christmas yeah what's well, the eighth day of christmas mm-hmm. <laughs> january 2nd <laughs> um yeah but that kind of thing is something i want to work to apply is like let's get a better handle at deadlines so that we're releasing yeah. stuff on time but we're not pushing ourselves like crazy to release it that's another great thing is like figuring out especially through december because i really pushed hard throughout december how many podcasts can i put out in a month how many did you put out i think i put out four dang i've recorded six yeah yeah and i'm still working on two that i'm going to release later this month Mm -hmm. uh ad and i sat down to watch glass onion oh sweet which is something that we'd been planning to do for a long time so i'll be releasing that this month and the green knight another movie review Dope. Movie slash oh, literature dive. Green Knight? Yeah, we watched and reviewed The Green Knight. Oh, shoot. But I also read some of the old poem in it, and yeah. we talked about that. A little oh, bit. Yeah. sweet. <laughs> yeah, we look forward to doing more movie stuff. Mm. Uh, later on, I'm supposed to, Chance and I are going to do Jojo Rabbit. Oh, sick. As kind of a sequel to 
our uh, World War One film. Yeah, we yeah, watch. yeah. We're gonna do a World War Two <laughs> kind of movie. Like sequel to World War One. <laughs> We're gonna do another World War because <laughs> uh, we watched. All Quiet on the Western Front, and now we're going to watch Jojo Rabbit, which is like yeah. a stark difference, but also, yeah. I, I really enjoy talking to Chance about this And you can watch, stuff. like, a documentary of Ukraine and Russia and do a sequel to World War II podcast. When, the first time when you and I saw Jojo Rabbit in theaters, yeah. I kept thinking about, like, most of high school was me hanging out with Chance and just talking about that stuff <laughs> in that way, Yeah, right? Yeah. It's funny, we went on a Europe trip together, and mm-hmm. we were in Germany walking through the area, and we're like, we're trying so hard not to talk about the same things we normally <laughs> talk about, because in Germany, it's like illegal. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Like you can't <laughs> say the things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I get it, but also, relax. It's making you lame. It's making you lame when you overcorrect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's my, one of my problems is I'm very ambitious and I was like mm. this is gonna be an empire in a year we're gonna have an empire Jared <laughs> it was like that Rick and Morty what, 10 more episodes yeah. <laughs> realistically dialing Forest back Creek, like, 100 years work wise and personal life I've got a lot of stuff going on this yeah. year too so I'm like what if, maybe I should just pump the brakes on myself a little bit <laughs> maybe I should just enjoy doing things in the rhythm I'm doing them now yeah and not worry about trying to make a million dollars before I'm 30 you know <laughs> let's be realistic let's do realistic things yeah. but it'd be pretty cool to make a million dollars before 30 it would be <laughs> i that's not an impossible goal either that's like we have no. a lot of time to do that yeah i'm four years man i'm turning 26 this in a few months yeah let's go over some of the highlights of 2022 you know some of the biggest things that happened in the year sure. uh will smith slapped chris rock that was the biggest thing that, that ever happened that was the most popular thing that ever happened <laughs> that was at the like oscars. number one right that was january yeah i think so, <laughs> I think so. i'm not sure if i have these because well, the, the oscars orders. are always either december or january or whatever it is i don't remember so will smith one of the most branded famous men on the planet who is in this strange relationship with his wife, Jada, who mm-hmm. apparently has cheated on him, and then they brought him on a TV show to talk about it. On, I like, remember watching Red that Table interview, talk and I was or like, something. what the heck? That was, was like, weird. Why are you doing this to the guy? We all love him. It was a weird interview, man. Everybody he loves was... the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chris Rock makes a couple of jokes that aren't even that bad, but basically he just makes fun of her for being a little bald. So freaking funny. Which is like hardly made fun of her for being bald, by the way. And the joke he made was essentially comparing her to like a a strong female figure. Oh, that's so (laughs) horrible for you. Dry your million dollar tears with this silk napkin. I, I like nobody cares about that but then Will Smith and you can see him laughing in the video and then he gets up angry and goes slaps Chris Rock yeah. and that was a moment of like wait a minute Chris Rock is up there as a comedian who was paid and told to do this and He's not only that there. Will Smith is a comedian who has been paid to and do that do jokes it's like of all the people that should understand what that man is doing on stage somebody should put together a <laughs> compilation of the Fresh Prince Will Smith yeah calling Uncle Phil Bald <laughs> because it's like eight seasons of that yeah I would love to see a compilation of that and just send it to Jada I didn't even know what G.I. Jane was until he made that joke and everybody freaked out about it yeah yeah right that was it's hilarious I kind of got like, it I was like oh G.I. Jane is a movie I got that... I, no I literally had no idea yeah I it was so funny because I wasn't even watching it my I was in the room when my dad was watching the Oscars and it happened. I was just talking with my mom and then my dad's like, oh, 
<laughs> I was like, hey, what that's what the happens? most interesting thing that's ever happened at the Oscars. The yeah. Oscars suck. You remember it's the so one year boring. they didn't have a host because they didn't want to offend anybody? The years I remember the Oscar mo- Oscars most, Seth MacFarlane hosting. Because mm. um, he was like, oh, I'm the family guy guy, but I've been doing enough stuff to actually get me up there. So yeah. he got to host. He did a pretty great job. There was the year everybody went Oscars to white. They're like, too many white people are winning Oscars. <laughs> there was the Ricky Gervais here. Yeah. When he got up and just roasted I'm people. pretty sure that was the year before they didn't have a host. Yeah. There so. was, um, it was, I think it was the year where Joker was winning an Oscar and Joaquin Phoenix went up oh. there and he gave like a 10 minute speech about not, you know, the chickens are suffering. We're taking the chicken, chicken, ba- no, they're like, we're taking the cow's baby and immediately slaughtering it. I was yeah, like, you're yeah. all pro-abortion, right? <laughs> I was like, so let's just chill on yeah. this killing the babies thing. I remember the one joke. And then, well, sorry, Ricky Gervais comes up like pretty much right after him. He's like, you all suck. <laughs> you all make these speeches every year and it's so boring That's and nobody so cares awesome. and nobody believes you. <laughs> it was. I want to look it up again, but it was just such a great roast of Hollywood when Ricky Gervais got up there and did it. His stand-up that year, he did a stand-up special that year, so great promotion. Yeah. It was a great special. Oh. Yeah, it was actually pretty fire. He did a great job. <laughs> He's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I love the Norm Macdonald joke where he bought off his... He's like, I'm going to give my time to my friend. I can't remember the name. He said it was like Chief Two Feathers or something. <laughs> I, at least do that. At least do that. At least have somebody amazing. come on. I want Miley Cyrus to go up there and be like, I, I brought on a burn victim this year. <laughs> like, to talk about fires. That's how Miley Cyrus sounds now, by the way. Her regular talk Does voice. she? Yeah, Joe, I just remember. <laughs> Go, I listened to her on uh, Joe Rogan. She was on Joe Rogan. Like a year ago or so. Yeah. And it was so strange to listen to because we used to, as a kid, I watched her show on yeah. Family Channel. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Right? And she had like those double lives. And then she yeah. did the Wrecking Ball thing. And I'm like, oh, she's an adult now. Yeah. Um, And then apparently she's like off of years of drinking and drug abuse and like doing loads and loads of psychedelics. Yeah. She still has an amazing singing voice, like a country singer. To beat them all for That's sure. awesome Easy Her talking voice <laughs> You know I just did lots of LSD on the planes Joe <laughs> That reminds me of watching Videos of Amy Winehouse Absolutely smashed on stage Can't understand a word she's saying But as soon as she starts singing Completely different It's like she's in the recording booth It's perfect Absolutely amazing Winehouse It's mm. like what are you not going to be a drunkard? <laughs> I wonder about that about the um, mumble rappers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. When they're talking outside of that, are they clear? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just like, and he's like, is that recording good? Should we try again? <laughs> How was that, that take? How did you like that take? Producer? Oh, again, little <laughs> Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh shoot! That was I another big conflict in 2022. Yeah, the poop trial. Because it comes off of that. We've been de- we're still dealing with the Me Too thing. Yeah, that was a big part of culture for a while, and it's lead up to cancel culture. And Johnny Depp got caught in the fray of it. They're like, he really hurt that woman who's been mm-hmm. making millions of dollars off of just being with him. I honestly don't remember anything except that she took a dump on his bed. That was one of the things that and came she, like, up threw in the a trial. At him or yeah. something. So she was being psychotic. Yeah. Basically, in this relationship with him, and he's like a damaged ex drug or current drug addict. I don't really know. <laughs> and he's kind of like Johnny Depp when he started off. He was in a band. He was a 
wanna be yeah. rock star, and then he got picked up and put on. Oh, was he on it the was, original? He was Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump Street. He was the original. Yeah. Twenty One Jump Street. Oh dang. Cast. So he's always kind of had like that. The rock star vibe. Him, the rock star kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes off and plays Jack Sparrow, and of course, right. But then, so he's clearly like a kind of a chaotic person he gets involved with another chaotic person and then mm-hmm. she turns out to be way more chaotic than he thought and they had accused him of abusing her and then all of the evidence shows that she's actually been horribly abusive to him yeah in the way that i was like how does somebody get that heated and mm-hmm. act like that probably a lot of cocaine but then it comes up in the trial that the reason why she's trying to take so much of his fortune is because she promises a bunch of money to donate to these places, so she looks like a really great person, and mm. so they back her during that time. Oh. And then it turns out she hasn't actually given them a dime. Uh-oh. Sinking ship. And now it seems like he's been exonerated. Another thing that happened this year, more closer to now, Sam Bankman-Fried. Oh, yeah. So, do you are you familiar with the FTX scandal? I'm familiar with what you've told me about it. Okay. To try to summarize, basically FTX was a big exchange. You can bring your crypto there, you can exchange it, you can buy and sell crypto, and you can hold it there on the exchange, right? So this guy, Sam Bankman-Fried, starts an exchange, works really hard, uh, the exchange sets up, he's kind of developed uh, this kind of like poor man's billionaire Mm -hmm. kind of vibe around him, because he always wears this lame baggy t-shirt, he looks like he still lives in his mom's basement, he doesn't like do, like, he doesn't seem to drive around in a Lambo or anything. Yeah. There's shots of him, people loved posting this picture of him where he was sleeping in a beanbag chair in his office while other people are working (laughs) around him because he's just so dedicated he doesn't want to leave yeah and people love to post that stuff it was really big in Mm. a lot of these crypto groups but then what happened this is kind of hard to explain yeah basically do it during that time bankman freed was what i like to call nerd sniped Mm -hmm. where sometimes uh rich billionaires with evil plans go and find impressionable young smart people and then start grooming them to do things Mm mm-hmm I have no doubts that some very smart billionaires groomed Sam Backman-Fried and told him, just do this, pursue your dream, you could be a great hero. Yeah. Also, we're going to use you to funnel a bunch of money through. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts FTX. He gets in with this other group of nerds. They all buy a place together in, like, the Bahamas, Mm -hmm. where they just live and, you know, sleep with each other in this... (laughs) And it's not like a circle of... Tindalyn goes off about this. It's not a circle of attractive people. It's a a circle of nerds. And they have, like, a weird coven... That they're living in. Um, They start this group called Alameda Research. So they funnel money through there. And then the money comes back to pump, artificially pump up, because Binance does this too. Mm. These exchanges like to launch their own cryptocurrency that they can buy and sell. So they launch an FTX token. Mm. The FTX token, not worth very much, obviously. They buy their token themselves to inflate the price using the money that they launder through Alameda. Yeah. And then they, you know, sell it out and put it out into the ecosystem. And because they're doing that, they're actually inflating the price, the money that is on FTX, even though they don't have the liquidity to back all of that, Mm -hmm. which means if everybody were to withdraw their money from FTX, they would actually be in debt to the people on their system. So what happens is all this fake stuff is going on. They're pumping a ton of money. Sam Bankman-Fried, the Bankman-Fried family, has donated to the Democratic Party in the U.S., along with other things. Uh, just a ton of that kind of stuff going on. Then they start going, okay, there's a lot of holes in this ship. We've been riding it for a while, but yeah. it's starting to sink. Let's sell FTX. So they go to Binance mm-hmm. and they make an offer. And Binance is like, all right, we'll look into it. So Binance starts doing it and they're like, these numbers don't add up. Mm-hmm. 
And then once you start pulling at this loose thread, everything unravels. Oof. And because of that massive panic, everyone's like, I'm pulling all of my stuff off of FTX. FTX is like, we can't afford it. We close. Shoot. We're, we're stopping you from doing that. <laughs> they didn't have any liquidity to back anything. That yeah. FTX token was so inflated, it was actually worth nothing. Like, by the way, if you know anything about crypto, two things are worth, like, a handful of cryptocurrencies are going to make it. There's almost thousands out there. Yeah. Of how many different kind of cryptocurrencies there are. So another thing that a lot of people really need to get into their heads, do not keep your money on an exchange. It's different with the stock market because you actually need to be able to, you know, move the stock off. Yeah. If you're a regular day trader, I get it. Take your winnings though and put them in cold storage. Yeah. You don't keep gold in the market, you keep gold in your safe yeah. and then trade a little piece of it. But you the problem keep it is in the ground with a map. People put all of their stuff on FTX and have now lost it. Yeah. Because the company went under. Yeah. Right? Now he has been arrested. Apparently he's been out on bail now for like 50 million or something. Mm-hmm. There was things about him being a vegan in prison, but the problem with something like that, when a big scandal happens in cryptocurrency, because it's still a new market, mm-hmm. everybody got really scared and pulled their money out. Yeah. We saw everything tank. Yeah. Not nearly as bad. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as bad as the Solterra fiasco, but it's not good. Right. Bitcoin is at pretty low. Um, but actually, I'm happy about that because it's cheap and easy to buy. Yeah, right. And now you can buy it now and just watch it grow. I'm glad when I looked into Bitcoin, it was like, I'm in here for the 10-year market. So it's like, I bought a couple years ago or whatever. I don't even know where it is. It's on my last phone or something. But it's like, whatever, market goes out, market goes down. I bought at the peak. I bought when it was like 59, 60 USD. Yeah. Almost peaked. Because I think it got up to like $60,000 in Canada, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, personally, I don't think cryptocurrencies are going anywhere. I don't think the big ones are going anywhere. No. When you look at slumps like this is actually when the most interesting stuff happens. Yeah. Now, it's like Coca-Cola waits until a slump like this happens before they make deals with like eight other blockchains. Yeah. Well, right? I think it was like even August 2020, Bitcoin was worth 11K. So it's still worth double what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's lowest, new lowest air quotes point. The most conservative expert estimates are that Bitcoin, by the time the last one is minted, will be worth half a million dollars each. Yeah. I don't think that's out of the possibility, and I think it's just going to be a lot of years before we get there. When is it? When is the last one mined? 2030? 2031? Something like that. I don't know. Mm. But the point being, is like, if you're a regular person trying to make some money off of crypto, two important lessons. Go for the stable things that are going to grow slowly. Number two, keep it in cold storage. Yeah. Don't store it on an exchange. Right. Mm-hmm. If you have the ability to take something off the exchange, do that. Yeah. You don't want to get shot out of the system. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. All I want for Christmas is cold storage. And if you are somebody who likes to day trade coins, do that. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. Yeah. Just be responsible. You know what you're doing. You're day trading. Clearly, you understand the rules. <laughs> Neuralink uh, has been big in the headlines for a little while because of their. I don't know what they're doing in there. It's, they make it sound like they're just... They're, Apparently it's a slaughterhouse. They make it sound like they're just putting all the chimpanzees in a gas chamber. Yeah. Like, what, are, what is going on? Are they killing more animals because they're doing way more experimentation? I have no clue what's going on with it because the only thing I've ever seen on Neuralink was a few years ago, Musk put on some demonstration yeah. to investors or something with various pigs. That is like, here's one without the Neuralink, here's one with the Neuralink, here's one ha- that's had the Neuralink safely removed. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. So it's like, okay, so you, 
you like because that was something I'd never thought about. It's like, okay, well, what if somebody doesn't want the Neuralink anymore? Or what if it's doing something it shouldn't or needs to be fixed? It's like, okay, well, we need to remove it's it. It's cool to know that's an option. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was one of the things he demonstrated. But all three of the pigs looked, looked exactly the same. I don't know what yeah. was fixed or wasn't, but. Interesting. Yeah. So here's the thing. Animal experimentation. If you experiment on an animal, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what state that animal is in after the experiment. They mm-hmm. consider it inhumane to let that animal continue to live and you have to put it down. What? Yeah. Basically, they always put down the animal afterwards. Oh. They just say, like, hey, we experimented on this animal. We can't let it just go back into the wild now. Regardless of what the experiment was. Apparently. I'm not 100% familiar, but in general, that's the case. Yeah, yeah. What happened is that, you know, Neuralink is a product. It's a bunch of wires in a chip Mm -hmm. that go into your brain. Yeah. Right? It's a product designed primarily to help people, like, get over disabilities. Yeah. And then it's going down the road. It's going to become more and more consumer based. And, you know, it'll be like you're putting your cell phone in your head, mm-hmm. right? Which I'm kind of looking forward to. I yeah. hate having a phone. <laughs> if I could just do it all by blinking, that would be sweet. Yeah, right. But, I mean, because I've, th- I've thought about that. It's like I walk down the street to my car and then I go, oh, I forgot my phone. You know what I would like to have is some kind of like AI chip. Not in my head, mm-hmm. but like something I can keep like a small pendant on me. And then wherever I go, it just Bluetooth connects to a speaker mm. and I can talk to the AI. Yeah. And then the AI can do all my work you for me. You want Cortana. I want a Cortana. <laughs> I want that uh, Scarlett Johansson AI from her. <laughs> Not to sleep with, but <laughs> but just to like do my work. I need an, I want a robot butler. Yeah. 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 I, I would rather have a robot butler than carry something around in my pocket. Yeah. And I would rather do that than have something in my head. Yeah. So what happens is Neuralink was, is, is a product that's being put together for that. And the claim is that they have been overdoing it mm. with the animal testing yeah. because apparently they're being rushed by CEOs and Elon himself saying yeah. we need to do this faster. We need to move it faster. Yeah. So, they do more experiments, they kill more animals, mm. and it's like way out of proportion. Because that's the interesting Hang thing. On. It's like way out of proportion mm. compared to their competitors, which is another company trying to do something similar, mm-hmm. and they've only killed like a third amount of the animals. Less, less. Yes, much less. Because like the comparison I got was the average company is 70 to 60 to 80 animals, right. whereas Neuralink has been 1,500 approximately. Yeah. I When I hear that it's like, oh, it's because Elon rushed us, I was like... You euthanize the animals. You're the people. Are doing you telling it. me there was no checks and balances this whole way through? Yeah. And hey, are you euthanizing that amount of animals because you're that f- much farther progressed in your research? Mm-hmm. It's like, is there something to show for it? Because yeah. then it's like it kind of makes a little bit more sense. If you've made 80 years of progress or some some insane thing, yeah. then yeah, it's like I get it. I it's get like that, maybe but... it's the same amount of animals that would have died over the course of those years, but. Which is like, hey, that's not that different from a lot of Elon's other ventures, where he's like, <laughs> I want this now. And yeah. he is a person who is like, I will put in the 18-hour day to get this yeah. done. I hope everyone around me will. Mm-hmm. I hope everyone is as excited about this project as I am. Yeah. I don't know what he's like as a boss, but mm-hmm. I now take it with a big grain of salt, because ever since he became the world's richest man, people love to target him mm-hmm. on everything. So... I don't know. I'm, I'm always going to take the side of the billionaires. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> <laughs> that was such a funny thing when he was making SpaceX and he first like launched something or put a Tesla in space. And I was like, I guess you can just like go into space if you if you can. There's no laws against why that. Why wouldn't there be like, why, why would there be? I mean, it's like, I guess that makes sense. 
Like, cool. There's go. no rule saying you can't go into space unless you're part of NASA. <laughs> go waste your own money. Do it. Do yeah. It. What's the worst thing that's going to happen for me <laughs> is that he's going to develop a convenient way for me to get to space. Yeah. And then I'll pay him like a ticket in the future to go <laughs> to the moon or something. Yeah. That's what I want. I'm going to teach my kids <laughs> to become rocket scientists. First off, it's super cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool when you think about what they're doing. It's like, yeah, they're doing a bunch of math, but that math is calculating what does the wind need to be for this rocket to remain upright? Yeah. How much thrust should we put? How many? How much fuel do we need to burn at this particular time for yeah. how long to generate that amount of thrust to keep the rocket stable? Mm-hmm. It, just watch it. Go watch videos of SpaceX and their rockets are landing. It looks like yeah. it's a pencil that you're trying to stick upright. <laughs> you know how hard it is? Take a pencil in your hand and try to balance it upright. It's like Let that's what they're doing. It upright. Yeah, throw it upright and balance <laughs> it. Like it's a. That's what these people are doing. That's yeah. what rocket science like, is. Like that was a wild thing when this is going way back when he came out with that rocket shot into space. And you know, with shuttles and stuff, the thrusters always pop off once they're in space yeah. or like at a certain thing, and they just fall into the water. And they're just like, okay, let's chuck these somewhere. Yeah. But he decided. Oh, he invented essentially the they'll detach and then they will come back. So and we can fly themselves back. Them. So we can reuse right? them. Right? Yeah. That's amazing. That's wild. Keep making the strides. I don't yeah. care how many monkeys you have. <laughs> but it's like the way people characterize it is that like they're just <laughs> bringing all these monkeys yeah. into a prison camp. It's just a slaughterhouse. <laughs> um, not to laugh it off, animal cruelty is a horrible thing. Yeah. And you should avoid it when you can. But if it's going to get me a Neuralink a little bit faster... this would be upset that i haven't mentioned this other big thing that happened uh in 2022 a war uh oh yeah (laughs) yeah well lots of look lots of global conflicts are happening right now we just talked about the biggest twitter hashtag one of of all time myanmar no i'm kidding (laughs) ukraine and russia i feel bad about myanmar the worst the civil war is still going on there that's it's like an honest to god struggle when did that start 2020 2021 it's got to be around that time. It's only 2021, yeah. but it's it's been going on. Or like, the soldiers were been shooting civilians. That's yeah. That's pretty much how. My I'll, let's give a brief cap to encourage people to like look into this a little bit. Is that it's brutal, man? In Myanmar, a military coup happened where the military took over the government mm-hmm. and they formed what's called a junta. Right. Um, this is a word that's been used outside of this, by the way. So the military junta started suppressing the press oppressing the people Mm. the the fun press words Mm -hmm. um and the people decided especially students oh it's always students they organize a protest they're going to go out there and protest the military instead of responding by hey let's just have people stand up there let's like start a conversation or something they say let's just shoot at them yep and we're not talking about rubber bullets we're talking about the live rounds a bunch of civilians were killed so the people go we're not doing this anymore a lot of those same students, they go, we can't put up with this. Mm-hmm. So they started a rebellion, a civil war. There are still videos of them now. We get, I get updates from Popular Front, and every once in a while, they'll log on and just look at their Instagram and be like, oh, this is a video of the kids yeah. doing the drive-by on the cops because they're fighting against the Myanmar oppressors, basically. Yeah. It's down to the point where they hardly get any support, by the way. They're not you know, getting a lot of weapons from any, so they have to A, steal it, B, print it, see make it mm-hmm. it's in, amazing to watch 
the people like rising up and like really fighting back mm-hmm. and actually being a nuisance. Myanmar's military responds with corporal punishment to all the citizens. They have bombed a lot of their own villages mm-hmm. and just mass civilian casualties. They just they'll do anything to get rid of these people that they're calling terrorists. Mm-hmm. So go look into that. The actual war that everybody's been keyed into, Ukraine and Russia. Very bad. Also very bad. Mm-hmm. A big mess. Everybody wants it to end. It doesn't look like it's poised to end because nobody's really, you know, stepping up and saying, all right, I will make compromise. I yeah. will negotiate, right? Putin's acting like he's been painted into a corner. Mm-hmm. There's just nonstop hate about him. People are not going to be happy until he actually dies. Yeah. Um, or at least they're not going to show any kind of satisfaction until he dies. Mm-hmm. Zelensky himself, our favorite news celebrity president. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just remembered he's actually releasing a book of his wartime speeches. Oh. He was on My Next Guest with David Letterman. Mm. They were going to have him like call into the Oscars at one point. Wow. It, it's just so stupid the amount of celebritizing <laughs> that's going on about this guy. Mm-hmm. I haven't even seen his show. It's weird to think that he, he was has like... a show? He had a TV show where oh. he played the president of Ukraine. Yes. And then he became the president of Ukraine. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying it can't be done. We just had the apprentice host be president in the US. <laughs> uh, Justin Trudeau would be great on TV. Not gonna lie. He'd actually be pretty great as a regular... Hey, he was on, a substitute drama teacher. If he was a regular on a sitcom... I would clap. I'm pretty happy with it. I actually think he would be a great sitcom TV star. Mm. There's a lot of hot emotions. I don't have any take on the Ukraine war, except that I hope that it ends soon. And when Zelensky comes out and says, I will not negotiate with Russia until there is somebody other than Putin in charge. Dude, that's not a great accelerator to peace. Great negotiations. I don't think it's realistic to think that Russia's just going to stop and go home. Yeah. You're going to have to give Donbass. I know a lot of people are not happy with that, but would you rather that or peace? Mm-hmm. A lot of people seem to be a little overtly excited for nuclear war. No, I am thanks. not. <laughs> you, New York. In New York, they released a video being like, here's a quick guide to what to do if there's a nuclear attack. What? <laughs> it's like the, they're like, being outside is not a good idea. Don't stay in your car. Find a building and stay away from the it windows. It doesn't really... It's nuclear. It's like, hey, guess it what happens? It doesn't matter where you New are. New York will be gone. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't... Uh, le- go to another part of the planet yeah. if you can. It's, otherwise, you're screwed. I don't think there is any other part to the planet. If anything, it's go closer towards the bomb so you don't have to suffer with the side effects of mass radiation. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry to tell you all. I love you all as my listeners, but there is no room for you in my bunker. <laughs> it just won't work. Um, so that's been another thing. I hope we see an end to that. Mm-hmm. I was hoping, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we just had a quick war and it was over before the new year? But here we are. Here we are. Quick 10-month war. (laughs) Quick 10-month war. They're like, it's going to be a rough winter for the people in Ukraine. It's going to be a rough winter for all of us, apparently, Mm -hmm. if you look at, you know, the tax plans and the economy. (laughs) According to Trudeau. Recession and possible (laughs) depression and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to bum you all out, everybody. Sorry. Um, I'm not. (laughs) Another horrible, violent takeover. Uh, Elon Musk purchased Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> at gunpoint. It, it has been because there was the little dance we saw in the beginning is like, is he going to buy it? Is he not going to yeah, buy it? Yeah. And then he, he's like about to buy it, but then he finds there's a lot of holes in the system. There's a yeah. lot of problems. How many people on here are bots? And then he eventually does buy it. And then because every time, every time he's like, I'm going to buy it, people go, no. And then. He's like, oh, I'm not going to buy it. People go, hey, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm going to buy it. They go, no. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? I don't know how real it was or what happened, but uh, apparently he posted a poll. And he was like, should I step down as yes. CEO? That I will abide by the results of this the poll. The most recent development yeah. is that he put in a poll on Twitter saying, I'll abide by this poll. Yeah. Should I step down as CEO? 84% no. Really? 84% stay. Because... That was at one point, and then the end of the poll was, it was actually closer to 50-50. Oh, really? And stepped down one. Oh. So now he is looking for a replacement, a CEO. Oh, wow. To quote his words, whoever's crazy enough to take this job. <laughs> I had no idea. Because the truth behind Twitter is actually some pretty dark things. Mm-hmm. One, they were taking payments and funneling, taking money from lots of major news networks from the White House, from the FBI and CIA to censor political stories. Yeah. Including, not limited to, the Hunter Biden laptop story, which could have had a major effect on the presidential race back then. Yeah. They've been doing all kinds of naughty stuff, banning people and letting the wrong kind of things on their network. Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, it's not my business. First off, the Forest Creek is on Twitter, at the Forest Creek. But... (laughs) Pretty much all we post there is like just you know automated posts from <laughs> Instagram. Uploaded a YouTube video. Uploaded Spotify. Yeah, that's pretty much all that's up there. Yeah. I, I got up there one time. I was like, hey, change the fonts on your phone. Shake things up. <laughs> that was one thing I sent up there. Yeah. I think I I tried just doing banal, just very simple things like go outside today. Yeah. Remember to brush your teeth. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what to say on Twitter anymore. I did a year of haiku on there, which is also on the for at the Forest Creek, but. Aside from that, I was like, I don't... There's nothing good to add to the conversation here. It's Mm -hmm. almost all negative. Even the positive stuff is like Mm clapbacking. So I look at Twitter and I don't see a useful platform at all. Mm. Not just for having a conversation, like for nothing. Anything that you find on Twitter, you would have found more effectively on any other platform. Yeah. I have no love in my heart for Twitter. I hope Elon messes it up. (laughs) <laughs> and apparently he's doing that because he like had to fire 90% of the staff because yeah. A, they weren't working or B, they were massively biased. Mm-hmm. And then just the constant things that he's finding on there that are like dark. Well, terrible. I mean, they were <laughs> the fact that Twitter employees were being targeted to, for stories by Project Veritas and found out for whatever they were doing. I don't remember exactly what they were caught for, but it's like. The fact that Project Veritas is going after them, something's got to be happening. Project Veritas is an interesting group of people. Because yeah. James O'Keefe is like, <laughs> people have seen him enough now to be like, oh, I've heard about you, you're a yeah. tricksy character. Yeah. And that <laughs> kind of thing he does where he's like, I'm walking into this situation with a hidden camera and recording this conversation. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, if you if we were having dinner, it's like, that'll be some fun content. Send me a cop. <laughs> but... The thing is, he does it when he sends people into, like, Planned Parenthood or something like that. Yeah. They, you know. Oh, my gosh, dude. The video of when he's, they sent a guy undercover as as a proposed pimp, and they were talking to Planned Parenthood about the fact that, like, the, the story this guy was proposing is that he's got a 12-year-old girl that's working for him, that it's like, can she get her abort- abortion without telling anybody, and then how soon can she go back to work? 
and this Planned Parenthood's person is saying like maybe give it like have her take these pills and wait a week or two and she's laughing about the whole thing it's like he not just heavily implied I think he mentioned that the fact that she was like 13 I want to meet this guy and be like how charismatic are you <laughs> like <laughs> what you can just walk in and be like I'm a pimp yeah uh, I don't think he never pimp. directly Come said on. that but it's like yeah heavily implying what the line of business this, was and who's God. working for it oh my god yeah but yeah that's uh, I'm one of the reasons why Twitter why Elon took it over is because a lot of people look at Twitter and they think that it's some big platform where we're having a public square and discourse and this is where we want to promote freedom of speech mm. by taking over it and like unbanning people and, yeah but it's just like dude here's the thing that you should have driven to everybody freedom of speech does not depend on a platform it does not depend on words on any piece of paper it does not even depend on the laws of your country yeah you are always free to speak your mind even yeah. if there are consequences to that mm-hmm. and what if you really want to promote freedom of speech promote people going out and talking to each other not using the message board <laughs> the message board is a dark place yeah one of the things that i am glad about his takeover for is that one of the reasons why he did it was one of the things he said and a lot of people just swept this under the rug he's like we're going after porn mm. which is prevalent on twitter did they get rid of that on twitter they're trying to i don't mm. know if they can but it, Maybe it'll be like OnlyFans. Hey, they're like, we're getting rid of the porn. My standard for Elon doing good with Twitter is for him to go delete. <laughs> so, you know, whatever is up to and around that line is fine with me. I could care less. Mm-hmm. I hope people take a lesson off of it and stop investing so much of their lives on a platform. <laughs> and just like, hey, do the thing. Yeah. Do other things. It's one of the things. I hope he goes after TikTok next, but I feel like that will never happen. <laughs> In memoriam. Somebody passed away. Very important. Mm. 2023. Queen Bess. Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. The something. Second. Second. Queen Elizabeth II passed away. She was very old. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a queen that has been around for most of our lives. It's weird that she doesn't... For the entirety of our parents' lives. For mm. our grandparents' lives. How the heck? Just like a staple in yeah. society. Yeah. We've always had the queen. Especially here in Canada. We are kind of attached to the monarchy. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to now think, oh, the queen, that lady who's on all of our money is not around yeah. anymore. I mean, apparently, I don't know what it is now, but you can pop down to Parliament and get a poster of Queen Elizabeth II. Maybe it's a picture of the king now. King Charles? King Edward? I don't know. Well, that'd be What's his strange. name? strange. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are allowed. Like, there is free memorabilia of the queen. Yeah. No, no, and- straight up, you could go and get a a yeah. poster of Queen Elizabeth. And now people are readjusting to the king, yeah. which nobody is excited about. <laughs> I think what well, my dad was saying is like that was the last major Christian world leader hmm. that we've had. I was like, I'm not sure if that's true, <laughs> but I kind of get it. Yeah. I just can see why people are upset. But then I also tune into like, what does Ireland think? And they are singing. They're singing and they're dancing in the streets. <laughs> it's strange to think about that yeah there's also a lot of oppression that has gone on under mm-hmm. the queen i don't think the queen herself was like make sure you send more bombs to the congress <laughs> or whatever like i have no idea man tim dylan talk about the queen is racist <laughs> what that was part of <laughs> Meghan markle <laughs> is so annoying <laughs> i've never seen her in something like even in suits yeah. Where she was, all she had to do was be the hot girl. I feel like they could have gotten someone way dumber and gotten the job done. 
They got Meghan Markle to be up there, who's not even that good of an actress, and then she marries <laughs> into the royal family and then calls them all racist. And now she's with her husband and they're going to do Netflix documentaries about racism. <laughs> so lame. It's so lame. I love that the royal family said, oh, that doc wasn't as bad as we thought it would be. Like, oh, so there's a lot of stuff going on, huh? <laughs> What were they saying? I honestly am curious. What were they? Because she accused them of being like horrible racists. I don't know. I'm like, well, what could they have possibly said that was that bad? Was it like, oh, did you know that she was half black or something? I have no idea. (laughs) Like, is that what they were? Were they upset or did they just mention it? No idea. We have no clue. I think. No, I don't remember. That being said, um, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. I don't think you did much in the beginning, but you existed, and that was enough for us. Apparently, <laughs> I on like it's not like I don't recall her ever making some giant statement that changed the way people think about things. Yeah, her job was to exist. Well, and that's the interesting thing because she's a staple in my mind because she's been there all the time, yeah. constantly. She's on our money, and I haven't. I never adjust to what is his name. Well, who's the king? I don't even know. Is it King Charles? I want to say Charles. I want to say Charles. Charles. I don't know. Let's assume it's Charles. I was hoping one of the kids would become. Oh yeah. Ruler. I actually think it would be great if the little girl became the next <laughs> queen of England. I yeah. I just love that aesthetic. Our queen is a kid. That'd yeah. be. Let's get another child monarch. <laughs> a child monarch would be awesome. That'd Someone be hilarious. to just grow into it. It would be that person monarch would be around for ages. We're probably gonna see the king die in our lifetimes. Yeah. 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 We actually just saw the pope die. Oh yeah. Yeah, well the old Not pope. the current pope. Not the current yeah, pope. Pope Benedict the He's ninth. the one that stepped down, correct? Yeah. yeah. And then lightning struck the Vatican twice. Did that happen? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if it was twice. It was at least once, but it's like the Pope stepped down and lightning struck the Vatican. I don't know the time frame between them, but it was the way Andres talks about it, it was some massive like want, like heaven to open up and God to be like, That wasn't a statement. Sorry, sorry, yeah. just a slipped. <laughs> <laughs> I have no issue with what... <laughs> it was yeah. supposed to be that other massive Rome building. <laughs> and then to end off 2022, the villain, Andrew Tate, was finally arrested. <gasps> yes. Oh my god! <laughs> we actually have an Andrew Tate video that's coming up Oh yeah. in a bit. We've we been working that. hard on it. Um, it's going to release. I postponed the release because it wasn't very Christmassy. <laughs> so we'll see it out just to invigorate all of you who are out there grinding and hustling. <laughs> I, I, I have no strong feelings about Andrew Tate other than that I have been entertained by him mm-hmm. I don't 100% disagree with the things that he says I actually find them to be mostly pretty normal if you're not an entirely like western informed person you actually won't have that big of a deal with what he's saying because <laughs> what he's saying is like you say the same thing to anybody in Dubai they'd be like yeah okay yeah yeah that's just how they all do it right I get it there's a lot of like the way that he conducts himself similar to someone like Donald Trump in the sense that he lives a very self-pathologized life mm-hmm. where he is the main character and the hero of the story. Yeah. And he talks about that all the time. Yeah. And when he tells his stories, it's like, oh, you kind of get it. You kind of see like the kind of man that his dad mm-hmm. was, the kind of challenges that he had to go up against. And you're like, oh, okay, I understand. I think I vaguely know that like him and his brother grew up in poverty or something. I don't know about poverty. I don't know. I know that he, his dad was a chess master, taught him a lot of very yes. valuable lessons. Yeah. And then he grows up to become a kickboxer mm. and does well in it. And then he becomes an influencer and works really hard. I at liked, it. I liked seeing Joe Rogan talk about, uh, his realization of 
Andrew Tate's new fame. Yeah. Because his kid came up and said, Dad, do you know Andrew Tate? And he was like, I know he's a legit kickboxer, like a world champion. Yeah. And she was, and his daughter was like, he says funny things on the internet and makes me laugh. <laughs> he says funny things? Sure. Sure. I, I find him entertaining, to yeah. say the least. Right? Definitely. I don't think... He, I'm not sure. Like, nobody is actually sure of what the criminal charges will come yeah, to effect. Yeah, He is a self-proclaimed pimp. Yeah. Right? That's Literally. one of the things. Online pimp. An online pimp, which is like, shouldn't all pimps just go online now? <laughs> what are you walking the street for? Yeah. What? Are you, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, not putting a judgment. I'm not a fan of the OnlyFans kind of culture, mm-hmm. but... If you're a woman on there who's making two grand a month and you're keeping that whole two grand to yourself, but then Andrew Tate comes in and says, if you work with me, we can make 10 grand. I'll take five and you take five. That's a good deal, right? Is he exploiting you? No, he's kind of like a business manager, Mm -hmm. which is in a very approximate way is what a pimp is supposed to be. Yeah. Kind of a business manager (laughs) in securities. Yeah. Help you make more money if you're in this line of work. Mm -hmm. So he is a self-proclaimed pimp. I don't imagine that problems didn't and come mafia from that. Don. <laughs> i don't know about mafia don i think he was like just talking it up i don't think he's actually in the mob no no, no. i think from what i remember he was Granted, we actually don't know anything because apparently he just got accused of human trafficking yeah who which... knows maybe he was i mean for the second time i I'm, <laughs> i wouldn't confidently say that nobody in his circle is not attached to human trafficking mm-hmm. i wouldn't even say that nobody has been trafficked in his building but is he personally running the trafficking ring and profiting from it i don't know I don't think so. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Why would somebody who makes millions and millions off of YouTube or millions and millions off of just being an influencer go into that? Yeah. is, is Publicity is the opposite of what you want in crime. <laughs> right? And the other part to that, too, is like what didn't click with me is that the whole house is on closed circuit television. He said that multiple times that his house has CCTV. Right. Mm. So security cameras everywhere. Interesting. You wouldn't do that if you were doing illegal things yeah. all the time like because you don't or maybe want video you would. evidence i get like maybe maybe because of some security protocol you want to see if anybody's escaping but because uh, nah, then you've got evidence of look i wasn't doing anything it was all underground where the cameras aren't maybe that's it too <laughs> maybe that's it but i don't think his Who house knows? his house has been raided by the police yeah um so basically the but situation i assume multiple times multiple times yeah you're right because he used to get swatted he was actually <laughs> on he was on tucker carlson talking to him about it at one point, he was like saying, hilarious. yeah, I got swatted a bunch of times. <laughs> and the police come in, they look at everything, they say nothing's illegal, and they leave. Yeah. When he was arrested recently, basically, the story that everybody thought was the case was that Greta Thunberg was being Greta Thunberg, i.e. annoying. <laughs> um, and then he decides he's going to engage with her on Twitter mm-hmm. and writes her a long tweet talking about his Bugattis and his car collection <laughs> and how much fuel emissions they have. <laughs> um, and saying, just let me know where I can send these to you. Yeah. Because he just wants to annoy her, I guess. So she <laughs> clapbacks, you know, she sends back some joke about like, you can send them to smalldickenergy at something.com. Mm-hmm. And then what happened is in the picture of him getting into his Bugatti, there was like a pizza box. And they're like, oh, that's a Romanian pizza shop. So I guess Romanian PD was like, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> and then they went down and arrested him. Yeah. And then. Greta caps it off and she puts out, this is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes kind of joke. (laughs) Turns out, obviously, no, the Romanian police was not waiting on a pizza box. (laughs) You don't think they would have looked at flight logs to see when he was in the country? They got one guy scrolling his Twitter account every every minute of every hour. It's so stupid. (laughs) They do the same thing with like, I'm sure they have someone like that with Elon. 
just say more. <laughs> but yeah, the, there's a lot of holes in the way that he got apprehended. And I'm honestly, when I hear about these things, I have so much doubt. I'm not a very already my dispositions are tend to be pretty anti-government stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that aside, how could any sane person? have watched the fiasco and the lack of results that occurred with the Epstein-Maxwell trials yeah. and go, okay, they take human trafficking very seriously and we're going to get the bad guys this time. <laughs> no, we won't. Yeah. We just found out Balenciaga, all sell they sell children too, apparently, and we've done nothing about that. Goodness. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was to push something else under the rug. Mm. Romania, as per Tate speaking himself is one of the most corrupt places on the planet. Really? Yeah. That's why he, that's why he said he lived there. He said, because it's corrupt. Because I can speed and all I have to do is pay someone a bribe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently when they arrested him, there was a bunch of cash and guns, which is like, if you arrested me, there would be cash and guns. So I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> is it illegal to have cash and guns? In Canada, yes, some parts, but cash? <laughs> I was like, so what? Cash is very legal in Canada. Yeah, he does a lot of things that like people are like, oh, he did this because he's a billionaire. Like, if you were a billionaire, you would do it too. <laughs> You'd be stupid not to do it. <laughs> Offshore accounts? What are you, a dummy? <laughs> That's what I told Santa to do. Um, that was a fun podcast. Yeah, so we closed off of the year. We had this big villain the whole time was Andrew Tate. And even though he got deplatformed, he was becoming more and more popular. The deplatforming him made him more popular. <laughs> and then we got to end off the year with him getting arrested, which... It was like a fun way to finish off that story. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen from it. To be honest, he's apparently he's already out. Like, oh, wow. he wasn't like permanently detained, but there's definitely going to be an investigation and yeah. a trial. I hope everything's okay. Mm-hmm. I hope nobody was trafficked. I feel like I have to say that even though it's very obvious. Yeah. It's like, yeah, duh. What do I gain <laughs> from him being a trafficker? <laughs> Why am I? I'm not making excuses. Andrew Tate's paid me nothing. When he starts paying me, I'll start saying things. <laughs> But until then, uh, you can reach us at the Forest Creek, <laughs> theforestcreek at gmail.com. Uh, right. So that pretty much brings our recap of 2022. Is there anything else you would have wanted to mention? I don't know. 2023. Do you? Oh, sorry. Um, AD isn't with us, but he has been requesting that we do a rundown of movies. So I picked the four movies I thought would hold up a little bit. Yeah. Something we could talk about. Uh, Top Gun. Oh, yeah. That Did you came see out. Top Gun? Nope. No, you Never even saw you, the original. You didn't see Top Gun? I haven't even seen the original. I saw Top Gun in theaters. I took my dad on his birthday mm-hmm. to Landmark Cinema's great theater. We saw Top Gun. It was actually awesome. The whole movie was entertaining. <laughs> there wasn't a moment where I was like, this is stupid. It wouldn't happen. It was yeah, a lot of... Yeah. It's great to see a movie that's not particularly high IQ that's still fun to watch. Yeah. Because the whole movie is like america yeah we're the good guys look at these inexplicably eastern european bad guys or something. <laughs> like they actually kept massively vague they were massively vague about the bad guys in the movie yeah. and the operation that we're doing we didn't even know who the enemy was this whole time we just understood there was an enemy there yeah. is a target but the film itself is like actually awesome it reminded everybody of like why it's so cool to be an american and mm-hmm. what was awesome but you look at these reboots and you're like this is gonna suck top gun was massively fun yeah i recommend that you watch it on a nice tv and just get the full effect and watch those like crazy cool jets just mm-hmm. swoop in and like complete the missions it was awesome another movie came out thor 4 
Thor 4? Was Thor the something something? I don't The I Return don't know. of Natalie Portman. That's what, <laughs> that's what we called it. We did a review. You could go check out uh, me and AD's review of mm-hmm. Thor uh, the something. We should have called was, it Thor. Thor 4. It's Thor 4 to me. Thor. Yeah. Avatar 2. Yeah. That's another one you could check out me and AD's review of it. Mm-hmm. We gave it a 7 out of 10 because it was, it was fun to look at. It was too long. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a very smart movie. <laughs> kind of like, yeah, we get it. You're setting up a franchise that you spent way too much money on, and now yeah. you're trying to justify this amount of money, and James Cameron's a genius, but also an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Make of that what you will. You're welcome to check. Well, apparently the movie's already made $2 billion. You can. You're welcome to check out our review. I, I'm not sure that I'll see the next one in theaters. Hmm. But I feel like that's the pressure. Everybody needs to see them in theaters because that's the only place it's almost worth watching. Other than that, like I've said multiple times, I think it's something that you put on a big TV screen at a family gathering mm. so the kids can watch it and watch the pretty colors while yeah. the adults talk. And even though the adults are talking and even though the kids aren't that smart, everybody is going to understand the movie <laughs> because it's not very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish it needed a lot more show, a lot less tell. It needs to spend more time on things and cut out a lot of useless things. Mm-hmm. But I'm not here to edit a movie for you. Although apparently <laughs> the director's cut is nine hours long. Yeah, no, I'm not watching that. No, no. I'm not That's giving a-, a day to Avatar. I will do other things Unless throughout that day Airbender. while it's on TV. Yeah. I actually feel the same way about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. A lot of people love oh, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's too long. Mm. there's too long and it's like I don't understand what the plot was <laughs> it's like yeah I'm having fun aren't you having fun this is, aren't you having fun we're in Hollywood <laughs> it's a Quentin Tarantino movie and there's Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt aren't you having fun <laughs> it's an amazing movie are you, you looking at look it's Sharon Tate we're having fun I'm did not, that come out this year no it came out a couple of years ago oh okay yeah I just <laughs> like I get it it's something I would put on during a party it's not something I will sit down and watch again. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Sorry, Quentin. I like your other movies except for Jackie Brown. <laughs> and Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. Apparently that also came out this year. I completely forgot about it. Apparently that came out No this Way year. Home was when all the other old Spider-Men came into it. And I actually really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Seeing Tobey Maguire come back, it's like, yes! Because <laughs> that's my generation. Yeah, it's our generation. that's why I wanted to watch it. Was the... Spider-Man 1, 2, 3 with Tobey yeah. Maguire, the Sam Raimi trilogy. Oh, so And now people good. are like, we should start that up again. We should yeah. get him back. Let's do more of that Spider-Man <laughs> because he was very charming. Has Tobey Maguire aged at all? A little bit, but it doesn't look like a ton of it. Mm-hmm. Thing. He seems to have kept in pretty good shape. He's CG. <laughs> that was my favorite of the movies. I think it was the one that willed to be the darkest mm. and the most complex mm. and the most fun. It's like you... You should watch Spider-Man 1, like the f- Homecoming. Mm-hmm. You could skip the one in the middle. The one in the middle kind of sucks. To Far be From Home? Far From Home is bad. <laughs> Not good. But Homecoming and then No Way Home, those are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought I saw the best meme about that. It was Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, and the fourth one, Spider-Man Homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland's and everything, and I actually don't like him. So, <laughs> I I don't think he's a bad Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I just hate that they put him everywhere for everything, mm-hmm. and they're trying to convince me that he's the new best amazing person to look at. I'm like, I'm I t- haven't seen it, but I will never understand the casting of him for Nathan Drake. Is bad. 
Yeah. He's too young and he's not grizzled. It's like I got it and I wanted to give it a chance. And then when I watched it, I was like, you made me dislike Nathan did Drake. They, did they make him old and grizzled in it? No. Oh. They kept him young, which oh. I thought could have worked. But it was like less of the goofy but intelligent Nolan North Nathan Drake. And yeah. more of, I'm a douchebag who steals. Oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been better. It was not. Mm. I feel like Sony kind of threw away the money on that one when they could have like spent more time on it. Yeah. But yeah. here's the other thing about that movie that doesn't translate very well. There's a lot of death in Uncharted that mm. is easy to, you know, metabolize when you're playing the game. It does not look good in a movie mm. because it's like a fun Disney style action scene. And then somebody falls 10 stories and goes splat. Oh, my like, gosh. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's instantaneous finger snap death moments. And it's like, Jeez. oh, right. That doesn't really look that great in a movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. Especially not when the tone is like up here and bright and happy. And then death. <laughs> yeah. You got to shock the audience. Those are the biggest movies that we could think of. Oh, the only movie I saw this year was Bullet Train. That, I can't believe that I didn't make it on my list. <laughs> Bullet Train was a Bullet great Train. movie. Yeah, yeah. Me and my friend went and saw it. it was... Andres didn't like the writing. He I don't thought know it was why. really basic. I, I thought it was thought great. It was I loved awesome. It, it yeah. was a massively entertaining movie. It was interesting. We watched some great stars. Mm. Uh, there wasn't a single moment of the movie where I'm bored. I was watching <laughs> yeah. the whole way through. Dude. It escalates very well. It's gorgeous. Yes. Oh very my well done gosh. film. It's and it's so I'm, beautiful. I'm glad I went and saw it in theaters. Yeah. But this is also a movie that you could watch at home and have a great time. Yeah. yeah. I should look up who colored that because it looked absolutely stunning it was a beautiful way to experience japan yeah without actually like going out and filming literally every yeah. inch of japan yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hiro hiroyuki sanada uh i probably butchered his name but he's the japanese actor plays the old man in it oh yeah he's one of my i've seen a lot of samurai films with him in it he's awesome i he's love so good. his work <laughs> um brad pitt is excellent in it yeah sandra bullock for whatever amount of time she's in it is actually pretty good who is she she was like his handler Oh, yeah. I don't think we ever actually saw her, did we? We did. Oh, at yeah. At we the end, we also saw Ryan Reynolds for like a brief second. Who did he play? Guy who was supposed to be there. Oh, he was at the very end. At the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, he was revealed at the very end. Oh, was he revealed at the end? His name is said at the very beginning. Not the beginning. Well, I was thinking... the movie for anybody, I, but it, like, it yeah. is... The action is awesome. Yeah. The cinematography is beautiful. Yep. The coloring is amazing. Mm -hmm. The acting is fun. The writing mm -hmm. is fun. It's like, I did not, I don't have a single yeah. negative thing to say about that movie. I don't remember any problems with the editing. It looked, it was cut really well. That movie's a nine to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really nine. Good. I don't know what would have made it I don't it remember ten. anything about the music. I don't remember it sticking maybe out to it. me. So maybe that's, that could bring it down. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But it's a nine. Who knows? It's an easy nine to me. Yeah. yeah. One positive thing about the music in that movie real quick is that it didn't, it was never disruptive, so it did its Which job that it set the tone, and yeah. I wasn't like, oh, what was that? Things are looking stormy, dark and stormy for 2023. Yeah. Economically, oh, yeah. According yeah. to Trudeau. going to be, they're, like a couple days from New Year, and he puts out, oh my it's going to be bad. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy Life New Year. sucks. Canadian Taxpayer Foundation, we're going to get three tax hikes. So three ridiculous. Three tax hikes. <laughs> They're, they're like, hey, this recession that we're expecting in 2023, where it's going to be hard to find a job and pay for gas and yeah. all that stuff, it might be a depression. And we might not be out of it till 2030. Oh, my like, gosh. Guys, can we, you know, positive attitude? Cancel that. Cancel that Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> like the finance minister. Christia, Christia Friedland, that uh, finance minister we mm. have, she never has anything good to say. <laughs> it's never positive stuff. It's either dodging the question or... Mm -hmm. 
we got some bad things coming. Yeah. Some bad things coming and it's somebody else's fault. <laughs> it's those truckers. That's why we have to <laughs> raise your taxes again for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Hey, maybe look at the budget a little bit. Is there a budget? <laughs> I I hope so. Are they writing down recording numbers? How did you guys triple the debt? <laughs> I <laughs> wonder. tripled now? I don't know about tripled, but I know it's at least doubled. Yeah. Yeah. Over the Trudeau I mean, thing. yeah, I guess it was it was doubled like two or three years ago. Be like, um, hey, maybe we should look at uh, all these government salaries that we're paying. Yeah. Instead of raising the taxes on all of us who yeah. can't really afford to pay it <laughs> at all. Yeah, but they're saying stuff like that. It's going to be harder to pay for things, harder to get jobs. It's like, I remember when we had gas at like $2.50 a liter here, which oh I don't know what gosh. that is in gallons. Right now, for perspective, it's at a more normal 160. And even then, I remember when I went to Abbotsford, which is a local town a few, like less than an hour, maybe an hour away. About half an hour. Just to get gas that was 116. My goodness. That was like... The year before COVID? Yeah. When gas was getting up to like 130, 140 here. Yeah. And now I'm like, I wish it was 130. That'd be it's amazing. It's so bad right now. Yeah. Like, it's like, we're, at, we're up to 165, 155. It fluctuates around the 10 cents. But... I'm literally like, I'm working at my job and mm -hmm. then thinking in my head, how can I afford to keep coming to my job? But yeah. how can I afford to not come to my job? It's like, it's <laughs> you're they're putting people in like, terrible horrible positions transit and then their response to that is we're gonna keep pushing for electric vehicles yeah let's start wrapping up but the forest creek in 2023 what can we expect what can the people expect well for one more podcasts i actually want to start focusing the podcast a little more mm. picking on the things that we do well and just doing more of that i when i started this thing i had the idea of let's just make it an audio lab and just do whatever we want yeah the things that are easiest for us right now are movie reviews when we watch a movie and then talk about it for now yeah audio lab stuff in general we're like we'll just do anything well that's case in point we just did that now and we've been here for a few hours and i'm like okay how do i parse this into something usable something mm -hmm. normal right and i still want to keep a little bit of that air because it's space for creativity but yeah. i'm working on thinking all right what are the things that we can do regular efficiently and well and that people will want to listen to mm -hmm. nobody wants to listen to us apparently right now <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but yeah so just working on focusing that a little bit more i want to do a lot of things but time constraints and productivity constraints are different we also have a business that we're launching we're also gonna be trying to talk to people who make cool stuff for their businesses mm -hmm. for marketing content videos podcasts and interviews even for your brand, for your business, for your product, for your service, for your ministry, for whatever it is that you are out there doing, we would love to get involved in making that for you and we're going to be working on it. So there's that side of things that people can look forward to. Sketches. Do we want to do sketches? Yes, we do want to Heck do sketches. Yeah. We're going to be releasing a couple sketches even in January. Mm -hmm. So we can look forward to that as well. I look forward to just talking and meeting new people and like figuring out where this thing can go. Because I want to do a lot of things with this brand. It's just figuring out what I actually will do. Any big things you're looking forward to in 2023? Getting better at drawing. Doing more of this podcast. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. All right, folks. You can find us on Instagram, Spotify, Twitter, YouTube, a lot of other places. Wherever it is that you want to find us, you can find us at the Forest Creek. On YouTube.com slash at the real Forest Creek. On Instagram and Twitter at the Forest Creek. 
at the Forest Creek on Spotify. There's not really an at on Spotify, but the Forest Creek. <laughs> Please remember to like, share, subscribe, follow us on every platform that you can, and tell everyone about it. It really, honestly, does help us. Mm-hmm. When you press like on a PewDiePie video, he doesn't notice it. <laughs> it is a grain of sand in the desert of PewDiePie. When you hit like on a Forest Creek video, I get a notification, and I'm like, nice. <laughs> nice. Make Raph say nice. It makes us happy mm-hmm. to know that we're connecting with you. I'm not saying I have to be Joe Rogan and connect with millions of people and get a $100 million Spotify deal, but that would be cool. That would be nice to have... Spotify, if you're listening. A few people. <laughs> We'd like to have a little community. That's that's kind of something yeah. I've always looked forward to. Even though I did say kind of in the Christmas Eve episode that I'm, like, I'm kind of okay with not doing that either mm-hmm. because I like this just being me and you. <laughs> That being said, at the Forest Creek, wherever you can find us, remember to like, share, subscribe. If you want to reach out to us, if you want to talk to us about making cool content for you, or if you want to tell us about the podcast that you just listened to us do and how bad of a or good of a job that we're doing <laughs> on it, or something that you would like to talk to us about, reach out to us at the Forest Creek, mm-hmm. theforestcreek at gmail.com. You are also welcome to just comment. Just drop a comment like we were saying at the beginning of this. Mm. Just drop a comment anywhere. I'll probably read it. Send us a question on Instagram. Yeah, 100%. you want us to answer. Our DMs are open. Hit us up. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to have you on. And we'd love to talk about the things that you are interested in. Mm -hmm. And you have uh, a special priority to that because you're part of this exclusive club of people who have listened to us at this stage. Boom. Look at that. That being said, it's 2023. It's time for you to get out there and honor your resolutions. Don't go too hard just yet. It's still honor the eighth. your themes. It's still the eighth day of Christmas. Don't go too hard <laughs> just yet. But enjoy it. Have a merry rest of your Christmas and have a happy new year. Happy new year. Goodbye.